It's the Real Money Show here on Talk Radio AM 640. The website, guildhallwealth.com, or you can call 1-877-8-SILVER. That's 1-877-874-5837. Paul Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman with you here to talk about gold, silver, precious metals, fancy colored diamonds, TFSAs, RSPs, investments. Again, everything uh, you can name, it's online, guildhallwealth.com. We have a lot of ground to cover today, and let's start right now, Jeremy. Uh, Let's talk about, well, what's been going on this week in the world? So both gold and silver have continued to rise in the last week. We've seen, uh, so far this year, gold is up over 40%. Sorry, silver's up over 40%. Gold is up over 25%. And if you look at the XAU, you can see that uh, the mining stocks are up over 100% this year. So I think there is little doubt at this point that the correction in precious metals is over. We have had a clear breakout in the market, and we saw that stealth move up over the last several months, and then with the Brexit and uh, the lack of confidence that that creates, um, or insecurity that that creates, you're seeing more movement into precious metals. And uh, overall, we're seeing that this correction that we saw in precious metals over the last few years is very similar to the correction in the 70s in that bull market, which of course began in 1971. And then through 74 to 76, there was a a pretty steep decline in precious metals. And of course, at that time, they came through that. And by 1980, they'd hit their highs. So looking into the future here from precious metals, we can see that we've gone through a very good correction. And for the rest of the show, we're going to talk about why this correction is over and why it's important to be in precious metals. Now, there's time. still some negativity out there, though. I know I was just, uh, you were reading the piece the other day uh, from uh, NBC, CNBC, saying gold and silver will be the last currency standee. Right. And that's an article we're going to talk about uh, throughout the show that ultimately we are seeing some more criticism of basic stock market, the bond market the Fed itself, and more people are coming to become confident about owning precious metals and and telling their customers and telling their clients and advising people to be in that, that sector. There is, uh, there are, right now people are a little nervous. Uh, the inclination is, is to go to hard assets, which is gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Assets like natural fancy colored diamonds, they are real money and they are holding uh, their true value. Real estate as well. If you own real estate and it's paid for and you haven't borrowed against it or you haven't put up cheap money to get it, obviously the great buy right now is uh, through the Brexit occurrence to be buying property You know, in London. You're getting almost a 15% discount on your property. And you're going to see a lot of money flowing into real estate into, into England, uh, I believe, over the next little while. Though the Brexit vote was to, you know, to get out of the EU, it may have been the smartest move that possibly could have been. I mean, you've got 28 countries, uh, 28 of them have been at war for approximately 2,500 years till they came up with the uh, uh, European Union. Now, uh, Great Britain has broken out. I mean, you know, would Germany like to get out too? I mean, they're, they're financing virtually half of that uh, EU. Times are really 
really turbulent right now. The stock markets, people just don't know where to put their money. The stock market, uh, obviously, in, in Europe has taken a bit of beating. The banks have been pounded down, literally pounded down. And people are especially ner- nervous about the Italian banks. Um, big banks, big names like um, Barclays, their stock has been beaten down so badly. I mean, uh, Deutsche Bank, their stock, you know, some of these stocks are down 80, 90 percent since 2008. I mean, they are really, really badly beaten up. The smart money is still looking as a hard asset, which is gold and silver. Yes, it doesn't give you a dividend, but it's safe. For thousands of years, people have been putting their money into gold and silver. It's been passed down from generation to generation, and it's held its position. As Jeremy said, you know, at the beginning of the show, um, silver alone is up 42% year to date. Gold is up 28% year to date. Now, if you look into the Canadian currency, if you were buying, for example, silver uh, around about 1950, you're looking at $26 Canadian. You have kept your money pretty safe. You've taken an insurance policy. You need to have 15 to 20% hard assets in your portfolio just to to protect. You have life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, health insurance. By having gold and silver in your portfolio, you're giving yourself that insurance policy against currencies, devaluing currencies, and having your capital evaporate, having it confiscated by countries just printing up fiat currency month in month out and as the banks get in worse position or as Europe gets in a worse position they are going to go keep those printing machines running and you need to buy gold and silver you can go to our website guildhallwealth.com right hand corner you can go to our e-store you can buy physical product you can take it home it's very easy to to make a purchase. The second thing you can do is open an account where we put it into a depository account, which is safe, secure, allocated and segregated. It's insured with Lloyds of London. You can put your bars into that depository. We can give you the bar numbers. You can even visit your product. You can also go into an RSP and a TFSA, which is one of the smartest moves to do if you haven't opened a TFSE. That's a tax-free saving account where you can put gold and silver. If you've never made an investment in a TFSA, you're over 26 years old, you can put up to 46500 Canadian into that account. And as an extra bonus, uh, we partner with Questrade. When you purchase 5,000 ounces or $5,000 US into a registered account, we're going to give you an additional gram of gold free to take home. Beautiful. And you can do that, again, the website, guildhallwealth.com. And you can also call one eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven. And Jeremy, uh, he mentioned uh, the word confidence there um, uh, not too long ago. Confidence is, is, is key in all of this. It is. I, you know, I'm very concerned right now. If, if, I'm in a, if I'm a financial advisor, I'm having a tough time telling people where to confidently put their money. I can tell you, we had a couple in last week opening up an RSP. The couple, both of them were were real estate agents, and they said, you know, we see people getting 5% down, taking a loan for the rest, and getting massive mortgages, which means the banks are lending massive amounts of money, and they're having a tough time 
as rational human beings telling their clients that they need to come up with even more money to get through that bidding war to get that property that they're going to have a massive loan on and you sit back and you go this is absolutely ridiculous how can how can anyone have confidence in this i read an article today that was that was printed in 2015 which was criticizing the financial minister pelos about, about the central bank of canada saying how can you possibly keep printing money and creating all these loans and, a, and an asset bubble in real estate and actually be confident that the economy, without saying that we're in a recession, be confident that the economy is doing great. Paul mentioned it as well. There is a war against savings when countries do nothing but print money. So, you know, look, the Brexit demonstrated that there was a lack of confidence that the EU could print money and change the economic situation of Europe. Now, this has a lot of consequences because if 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 England is looking for its own sovereignty and you already have the Prime Minister of Italy criticizing Deutsche Bank because their banks are in trouble, so he's kind of kind of changing direction a little bit. But if you look at the amount of derivatives that Deutsche Bank is holding. If you look at that chart, you can go onto Zero Hedge and find it. I think we're going to put it in this week's PMA. Okay. It is so far beyond the GDP of Germany and Italy and other countries in Europe that no wonder they are scared. So how do you have confidence in that situation? So again, you know, you see the other part of it is if you're in the European Union and there could be another break do you really want to be in the euro? Do you feel confident in the euro as a currency? You know, at least London, they in, in England, they might have lost value on their currency. And therefore, the US dollars maintain some strength through all of this. But look at gold and silver. They have done so much better than anything. So going forward here for the rest of the show, we definitely want to think about this idea of confidence and where you want to invest and where you feel safe having an investment. And we're going to be talking about gold and silver and the reasons to own those. Yeah, but we should also be talking now. We're talking physical product. We're not talking about equities. We're not talking about ETFs. We're not talking about certificates, futures, or options on futures. We're talking about the physical product that you can touch, the physical product you can take home, the physical product you can put in the depository, the physical product that you can put into a registered account. If you're putting it into a registered account, whether it's a TFSA, um, an RSP, a LIFT, any of these pension products, government pensions, um, we will give you the bar numbers. We can make an appointment for you to go out to the depository and visit and bring the metal out, touch the metal, check the bar numbers off. It is out of the banking system. It is physical product kept in a secure IROC depository. So it's important that we're talking about physical. We were driving in, myself and Jeremy, earlier today, and we're listening to a commentary of a very, very smart uh, investor or a guru, I should say, in the gold market. If you look at the comics, which is where paper is traded, gold, silver futures, most of the futures are traded. Gold is trading 500 times that one ounce of physical gold. So there's 500 tabs on that piece. Now, if comics goes out of business, how do you get that your money? There's 500 people who have possession of that one ounce. How are it's you going to do it? It's a Ponzi. I mean, it's an actual Ponzi scheme. Well, just to keep a note on that, make a note on that, what we've noticed over the last couple of years is that 
the inventories in the commodities exchange have been dwindling. They have been leaving. They've been moving to China, moving to India, and the more those inventories get drawn down, the higher up the ratcheting of the of the leverage of that paper against that physical product, which is why they've they've been able to keep the price where it is. Because let's be honest, if the price of gold were going up, you'd be very much questioning or having a, a, a question of confidence in the U.S. dollar. So it's important to try to keep the U.S. the the gold down. But of course, you know, one too many things start to happen. Too many dominoes start falling, and people decide, you know what? I want to have some gold and silver in my portfolio. Well, when we come back here, sorry, well, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the physical, the tangible. You can actually hold this stuff. And we'll talk about confidence as well as three great reasons why holding gold is important and something you should consider. The website, guildhallwealth.com. You can call 1-877-8-SILVER. That's 1-877-874-5837. We'll also talk more about the new e-store at guildhallwealth.com with Paul Wyatt. Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman here on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. It's the Real Money Show here. Guildhallwealth.com is the website and one 8 silver Paul Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman are here with you. We're talking gold, silver. We will be talking precious, uh, sorry, fancy colored diamonds in a moment. And uh, the three reasons why it's important for you to hold gold. I'm sure many people ask the question, can I put gold into my RRSP, Jeremy? You know, up until a, just over a year ago, the only way to own gold in an RSP or in a registered account was either buy a mining stock, which you're buying a company. Mm-hmm. You could buy an ETF, which is backed by gold, but you have no access to it. It's not yours by any capacity. And uh, I could go into further criticisms on, on my thoughts on that. You could buy a certificate, which is a promissory note from the bank where you get charged all sorts of fees, but there is zero delivery of that. A bank and fees? Come on. (laughs) Right. And uh, again, it's a promissory note. Or you could buy a fund, um, which was pretty good. It's backed by physical gold. In many cases, you could go online to the provider's site and see the serial numbers, but the custodian owns the bars, not you. So those serial numbers are a pooled account. They decide how much product they're going to buy on your behalf, what type of product they're going to buy on your behalf, and then there's management fees. So you really have no control. No control. Basically. So what do we offer at Guildhall? What we managed to do with, with Questrade, who we're partnering with on this, is we've managed to use an IROC-approved depository. That's the regulatory body that governs all RSPs. This bank is... This, this depository is outside the banking system, and we're allowing our clients to be able to buy specific bars, 100-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars of silver, 1-ounce bars of gold, 10-ounce bars of gold, even kilo-sized bars of gold. And if you want maples of gold and silver, you can do that too. Put it into the depository. It's in your name. You get the serial numbers. We even go one step further, we talked about in the last segment, where you can make an appointment Go to the depository, personally audit your product that you are holding in your RSP outside the banking system. You can touch it, you can see it, taste it if that's uh, put it your on your Instagram. Out. Yeah, put it. <laughs> except you can't take it with you because it's in that registered account. Okay, but when you want to sell that product, the product is is so easy to sell. It's sold on a phone call, and you give us the specific bar numbers if you only want to sell a portion of what you're going to sell. You are in control. You're in the driver's seat. Nobody can take that product away from you. 
And uh, we're talking, uh, you know, one of the big questions in my mind is why gold? Why gold? What's so important about gold? What's the great thing about gold here in all of this? You know, I'm going to stick with one of the biggest things that I think is is why anyone should be a part of this market and be involved, and that is the divergence between the money supply and the actual price of gold and silver. If you believe that we can keep printing money and that that's going to have a benefit to 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 our economic situation, then you be comfortable sticking with where you are. But if you feel that printing money is going to lead to disaster, then you need to find something that you're going to have confidence in. Since 2011, precious metals corrected, while the balance sheets of the Fed, the ECB, the European Central Bank, the Public Bank of China, the Bank of Japan, and the Bank of Canada All of those balance sheets continue to grow, while precious metals have consolidated at a lower level, but albeit a much higher level than it was 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that is something we're going to talk about in just a few moments. So you have to ask yourself, is it likely that the banks are going to remove that money? Are they now going to take that money out of the system? Because there's no precedent in history where they do that. They don't do that. They go further in. They go all in. They print more money. And that's what's that's what we feel is going to happen. We feel that the Fed is going to end up printing more money. The Canadian government or the Bank of Canada is not stopping. They are going to continue to print money. And it's not getting the economy to turn around. The ECB has done the exact same thing. It's the reason why England has voted the majority to leave because they know that that is not helping. The confidence isn't there. You know, if we're talking about that as a theme of today's show, there's just no confidence, it seems. Exactly. So if you believe that money printing will lead to economic recovery and you have confidence in that, then you should stick with that. But if you believe money printing has already destroyed the value of paper money and will continue to do so, then you need to find something that you can have confidence in. And that leads me to the second reason to really own gold and silver. They are money. They're not currencies. They're money. Money is a store of value. And while that value might fluctuate here and there, ultimately, if you look at the value of gold against the the destruction of the value of the currencies, you can see that gold is money. It is a de facto standard because if you look at what it cost a Canadian to buy gold 15 years ago, it was $700. And today we're about... 1750, 1800. That's quite a bit of an increase. So it's done its job. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect against the destruction of purchasing power. The funny thing is, it was just the 4th of July independence. In 150 years in the U.S., I mean, in the last 100 years, the value of the dollar is decreased by 97%. It's 3% of the value. If you look the last seven years since Obama has been president of the United States, their deficit has gone from $6 trillion dollars which took 144 years to get to. In seven years, he's taken it to 19 trillion. So he's taken it up, you know, 13, 11, what, six, eight, 13 trillion. Too in, much, you can In say. a matter of seven years. Now, for everybody out there that has got no idea what a trillion dollars is, let me explain to you. 
you take a U.S. football field or Canadian football year, field 100 yards long, get a pallet, skid, whatever you want to call it, stack it with $100 bills, two pallets high. Stick a 747 at one end zone and put the, the White House at the other end zone. That's a trillion dollars. So $19 trillion is a lot of paper. And it's hard to fathom. Yeah. For most people. Oh, well, let's make it a little e even easier for you. If you go back to biblical times, from the birth of Christ, if you spent a million dollars a day, you couldn't go through a trillion dollars. <laughs> Man. So does that make sense? So $19 trillion is an awful lot of debt. And that's not, chi that's not even China. China's got a lot more than that. And also, that doesn't take off-balance sheet debt, which is Social Security and uh, Medicare, which is about another $180 trillion that's it's impossible to pay back. It's it's probably, you could say it's like the largest iceberg <laughs> you've ever seen. And we're on the Titanic. And the thing is, is you've got a choice. There's, there's going to be a few different types of people. There's going to be someone that says, okay, wait a minute. We just hit an iceberg or it's, we're about to hit it. I'm putting on my life preserver, which we're going to call gold and silver. I'm getting in my life raft. And I'm going to get off this boat. Now, those that, that plan that early get off and survive. There's other people that say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till the captain says something or until people start flooding off. And when they do, they're now fighting for a seat. That's equivalent of, gold, of silver hitting $50 an ounce. And there's very little product available. And people are trying to get in. And the market's moving up a dollar every half day. Did you just come up with that now? Because that's a great that's a great analogy <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> now, there's going to be the final stretch, which is some people won't believe it's happening mm -hmm. until the bow is in the water. Then they're going to be running out to get into that life raft, and someone's going to be saying, listen, I got a ticket to the life raft. That's your, cheap. That's your paper product. That's your paper gold and silver product. And you buy it from them because you figure, oh, great, I'll buy that ticket. I'll just walk over to the, to the life raft and I'll just jump on in. And then you get there and you find out, wait a minute, I didn't really own a ticket to get on. I needed to get here early and get involved. So the idea, the point that I'm making is there are so many people out there talking about what's coming and what these, these debts are going to do. To, to the economic situation and how there's been no recovery. We've talked about it for years on this show. There is no economic recovery and throwing money at it isn't helping. How are we going to protect ourselves? Printing money is devaluing currencies. It's devaluing our, our purchasing power. How do we protect against it? You know, if you look at, at how gold is performing, if you need performance to say, okay, I need the charts. I need to know that gold and silver are doing well before I jump in. Gold is the best performer of the century. You know, we were just talking about someone on King World News. Someone who gets interviewed a lot is Egon von Greyerts, and he was talking about this. Gold against the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is down 80% against gold in the last, uh, since 2000. It's down, the pound is down 82% against gold since 2000. Argentina's dollar is down 99% against gold, and the ruble is down 91% against gold since 2000. Now, here's the thing. Six months ago, we could have talked on the show about Brazil, about Russia, saying, hey, if you had a chance to buy gold before the Russian ruble tanked, would you have bought it? Because I remember getting phone calls from people in Russia saying, I'd like to buy some gold. And we said, well, unfortunately, 
you can't wire us funds because of the sanctions, so you can't buy gold. Now, if you were in England before the Brexit and before they just lost a whole bunch of value in their currency, wouldn't you have liked to own gold? Now, are you still going to say that Britain is not my backyard? Okay. I have a friend from Argentina who lives in New York, and you know what he said? If it can happen anywhere, it can happen here. So don't, again, going back to your point about gold as a life preserver. Do not wait until the price of gold is $5,000 to get involved. We've been through it at Guildhall. We know when silver was at $40 an ounce, that's when everyone was jumping in. Now, those are the people, by the way, that get upset if the price goes down. And you know, you can say, how long did you watch it before you jumped in? And if the price pulled back, how can you be upset after you watch the price? Sometimes seeing is believing. That Titanic analogy. Do you have to wait till, the, till, till your feet are wet before you decide I'm going to get in? You have, to, you have to prepare early and you have to look at what's already happened. Gold's up, gold's up over 20%. Silver's up over 40%. Do you think it's over? Not in the slightest. Well, All you have to do is look at a chart, look at the money supply, and see what's happened in the last four years while they've been printing money like crazy and you haven't been owning, owning gold and silver to combat that. Let, the, let that 40% increase in silver be a wake-up call. The funny thing is, you know, we've been in this business since 2002. When we were first on the air, you know, silver was trading, you know, $5, 540 an ounce. Uh, gold was $250. I mean, we had clients that bought, you know, bought product and snuck home and never told any, never told any of their neighbors. You know, they were embarrassed that they were buying gold and silver. You know, but when it went to $49 silver and when gold went to $1,900, how smart they were. Nothing goes up in a straight line. But also, you have to look at value. Silver in May 2011 was at $49. It got pounded down as low as $13. Gold was as high as $1,920 and got pounded down to around about 1050 It's so underpriced right now. Last November and December of 2015, there was a shortage of silver. It was for a reason. Someone was buying and stockpiling silver because they knew it was going up and they were getting it in the 13 and $14 range. Uh, last week, we saw silver as high as $21 when they announced the Brexit. Right now, we're trading 1970, 1980 US an ounce. Gold is trading at $1,360. It is still undervalued. We were listening to, as I said, Jeremy, we were listening to a guy that is very, very knowledgeable. He's written books. He still thinks gold is going to $10,000. He's pretty confident in the next, you know, two to five years it's going to happen. There is shortages of physical product. You've got to remember only 1% of the world's population owns physical that's, that's it. That's gold or silver in coins or in bars in a depository in an RSP, whatever it is. There is only one percent. The rest is in paper. We spoke before about the COMEX. Gold is trading five hundred times every one ounce of gold. So if the COMEX was to go out of business, can it happen? There's a shot. Everybody starts saying, "I want delivery of my product." They give you every excuse not to give you your product. They make the delivery charges so incredibly high. You're playing a game. You're playing paper. 
If you're going to buy gold and silver, you've got to buy physical product. You've got to get it allocated, segregated, and get the bar numbers. Get the bar numbers given to you. Go be able to visit your product. And we, uh, Sorry, I, I'm just going to say, Paul, you can do that all online at guildhallwealth.com, and you can call one eight seven seven eight silver And again, online, you can check out the Precious Metal Advisor and the Investor Kit. And now we've been talking a lot about gold, silver, precious metals. But when we come back here on The Real Money Show, let's talk fancy colored diamonds with Paul Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman as well. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, one silver guildhallwealth.com as well to learn more about gold, silver, precious metals. And as well, you can uh, take a look at the Precious Metal Advisor and the Investor Kit and the new e-store. We can also talk about that as well, where you can shop online. It's easy to use. New products are available there. And uh, well, we've been talking about gold and silver and uh, other things, TFSAs, RSPs. Let's move on now to a fancy colored diamonds here, Paul. Uh, what are we looking at with that? Well, you're looking at a, one of the best kept secrets of all investments. Uh, natural fancy colored diamonds are extremely rare, extremely beautiful, and an unbelievable investment. At auctions today, whether it's Sotheby's, Christie's, Natural fancy colored diamonds, sizable diamonds have been going into auction and, been, and have been fetching record, record numbers. And this goes back to people that have 40, 50 million dollars spare. That's a lot of pocket change. I would think, yeah. <laughs> but they're worried about fiat currencies and they're looking somewhere to park their funds that's going to be safe. They're not looking to sell that diamond and flip it the next day. They're taking that to put it aside, whether it's 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they're putting that diamond away for their family, for their inheritances, to make sure that their wealth stays intact. We're talking long-term planning here. Of course. And natural fancy color diamonds, I'll give you an example. Um, We always talk about, you know, for every 10,000 white diamond, carrots of white diamonds, mine, there's a carrot of yellow, a carrot of color. It doesn't mean it's an investment grade. To find an investment grade, a one-carat, vivid, internally flawless yellow, you're going to have to mine maybe 100,000 carats equivalent. It's a needle in a haystack. Then to have the diamond with an excellent cut, whether it's a cushion cut, uh, a radiant cut, pear cut, brilliant cut, round cut, um, makes all the difference to the diamond. The color is the most important thing in a natural fancy color diamond. Uh, One of our dealers, uh, their family's been in the business for over 100 years. I had a conversation with them in Las Vegas uh, at the JCK show, which is the jewelry show last year, or this year, I should say. And he said, Paul, you've got to realize when you're buying a natural fancy color diamond, the first thing you're looking at is the color. You know, the clarity is important, but the color is the even saturation is the first thing that you look at. So that's number one. The second thing we look at is the clarity. Now, in yellows, I can say without doubt, we have more internally flawless yellows on our website uh, than anybody in the world today. Um, I go out of my way to stock and buy internally flawless. There's maybe eight, ten vivid internally flawless stones come out a year we try to get one or two at least uh, and i've got my own collection and we've been collecting for quite some time they're extremely hard to find extremely rare but my dealers and cutters and polishers come to me when they 
can cut a stone or they find a stone that's internally flawless. And internally flawless means there is no inclusions. Now, uh, when you talk about like you know yellow uh, diamonds, is, is there a yellow diamond mind that there that a company's working on, or are... well, go on, Jeremy, you want to answer that one? No. Okay, so there isn't like here's a blue diamond mine and a yellow diamond mine and a no that see when it comes to gems yes okay you can have an emerald mine you can have a ruby mine you can have a sapphire mine but when it comes or and you can have a diamond mine mm-hmm. but colored diamonds are um, extraordinarily rare and they are something that happens in nature or happened in nature billions of years ago and it's just like a little bit of boron got caught in the in the diamond when it was being formed. And we have to find it, it or stumble upon it. it. A little bit of nitrogen, a little and, bit of hydrogen changes the color of the diamond. You know? And and actually when they were, even up until the last decade, a lot of mining companies didn't appreciate what they were. Said, who cares about a color? They didn't weren't mean tossing anything. them away, hopefully. Well, <laughs> Just in all, the garbage pile. Al- or Almost. Wow. Or crushing them in 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 the in the in the manufacturing or, or digging things up, you know, it's not diamond is a hard substance, but it can be broken. It's like marble is a hard substance, but if you if you cleave it in the right way, it breaks. So this is what's happened a lot to the to the diamonds and diamonds. Colored diamonds didn't even become popular as as an investment until maybe fifteen twenty years ago, though there have been stories over the last half century of people who've bought colored diamonds and then ended up, you know, making a windfall from from the sale of that. So so why was that? I guess what happened uh, that time ago that made everybody go, okay, this is something we can invest in. This is pretty good. You know, I think a big part of it is that De Beers' campaign was so stunningly successful of, of a diamond is forever white campaign that they really put into the into the mind this idea that, a white diamond was rare, that it was a luxury item that everyone needed to own, and it really just put colored diamonds on the back burner. And I have to tell you from this year's JCK show, the NCDIA is really trying to show the benefits of having colored diamonds in a white diamond catalog because people are looking for something different and that it, it can really benefit a retail store to have colored diamonds. So, you know, the, the growth of it is, is coming, but in terms of investment, rarity, Paul's talking about color, color's important because it all comes down to the rarity. Rarity is king. The more rare that diamond, the more valuable it will be and the more expensive it will be going forward. You know, talking about a vivid yellow, for instance, why would you want to own a vivid yellow? Well, would you want to own something that only 10 of them a year come out? Yeah, because if, if it's rare, yeah, if it's super rare. Because if you have something that ten, maybe fifteen a year are coming out, that tells you over ten, fifteen years, it's still such a minute amount that how can that not be rare? You know, you want to compare to other collectibles like stamps or baseball cards or some sort of toy. We're talking about mass manufactured things, right? That manage to keep their their the packaging clean or something like that. No, in this case, we're talking about something that was already so rare to begin with that there's always a demand. It's like um, if you think of a famous artist, there's only so many works, it will always be in demand. It doesn't mean that you could sell one overnight, right? 
even a, a Jackson Pollock probably wouldn't sell overnight unless it went to auction. I never considered that, yeah. So if you have the dime and you, you want to get some money now, it, it's not that easy. No, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not a liquid asset. Real estate is not a liquid asset. No. You know, people say, oh, yeah, it is. Really? Have you ever needed money and needed to sell a home to get the money? It gets liquid the, the lower the price. What's nice about colored diamonds is the price is always rising. So it's such a great thing to put away for the future. And I would say even if someone was concerned about liquidity, what an, what an even better reason to own a diamond because you want something that you really will not sell. I know for myself, what I love about natural fancy colored diamonds and gold and silver is that it really is the last thing I'd sell. I'll sell a stock, no problem. I'll I'll go to a line of credit before I decide to sell my gold or my diamonds, knowing that they're going up at a certain rate every year. The difference is, is with a colored diamond, is every year it's a touch more expensive to get that same return. An intense yellow 10 years ago was selling for $10,000. Today they're selling for $25,000 Canadian to get that same rate of return. Guildhalldiamonds.com is the website, one eight seven seven eight silver And uh, is it much like the precious metals when it comes to diamonds? You can, you can see it. Uh, you can, yeah, well, you, you can t- hold it. You can- you're, you're taking the diamond home. It's not going into a storage. Okay. You take delivery of the diamond. You can then put it into a piece of jewelry, which we call wealth to wear. We have an unbelievable designer. We had a lady that purchased a beautiful diamond from us two weeks ago. She met with our designer today, you know, at our office, and they went forward and uh, they're starting to make a ring. What Jeremy was saying was, you know, I, first of all, I spoke about before was color, mm. how the color is the most important where a colored diamond, there's three levels of color. There's fancy, intense, and vivid. Um, the stronger the color, then then it's called vivid. So we like vivid diamonds, obviously. Um, they're, they are extremely rare. Then we get into clarity. Internally flawless means there is no inclusions. VVS1, VVS2 means there's very, very light, slight inclusion. You actually need a 40 times microscope to see the inclusion. Wow. Then you get into VS1, VS2. You can see the inclusions with a jeweler's loop, which is 10 times. And then a lot of jewelers in white diamonds, for example, will sell SI1, SI2, I1 in a G quality in white. We don't do... Uh, diamonds that you can see the inclusion with a naked eye. Um, it's not our type of investment. I was going to say, well, I, I could just roll by any jewelry store and I'll buy a few diamonds. Not necessarily the smartest step if you're looking at yeah, a you have to You have to know what you're doing and what you're looking for. Um, and I've been doing this a long time and I still you know, learn every single day. So the first thing we look at is color. The next thing we look at is the clarity of the diamond. Third thing that we look at is the cut. Now, you know, the cut is the most important thing. If the cut is an excellent cut, it's scintillating. The vi- the colors that fly off of the diamond, we call it the make of the diamond, which is the cut. The colors, yellows, blues, pinks, every color comes off of the rainbow. is incredible. And finally, you've got to look at the carat weight. When we sell a yellow diamond, for example, it has to be over a carat in weight because that's an investment grade. But when you get into pinks, for example, they're ex- they're so rare, so beautiful. 
um, they don't come in internally flawless unless you take a stone and it's like taking a potato and where it's got eyes and you keep cutting and cutting and cutting and then you get the size of a marble. That's <laughs> what happens left. with a pink diamond. You are not going to cut and cut and cut. You're going to keep that color. And so, therefore, you are, are going to have some inclusions. So it will be VS, VVS. So that's the only type of pink diamond that we carry is VS, especially from the Argyle mine. Now, the Argyle mine produces 90% of the world's pinks. That sounds like, wow, that's a ton. No, it's not. It's one-tenth or 1% of their total production. The diamonds that come out of their range from very, very small, which is Melly diamonds, really like half a point point that are used in jewelry and then we only carry basically 22 23 pointers above normally to a half a carat over a half a carat these are the type of stones that are actually tripling in value virtually every 10 years uh jeremy one of the things that i think is great about Guildhall, what we do is that because we already own the diamonds because that means that you can come and look at the diamonds the biggest difference between buying a colored diamond and buying a white diamond is that in both cases, if you know the four C's and you stick with the four C's and just demand the best, you're going to do well. However, in white diamonds, you can buy off the GIA report, which is the Gemology Institute of America. If it says it's a D quality color, you know it's not going to get any clearer or white than that. Mm -hmm. If it says it's IF or VS, <clears throat> you know what that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can look at the plot of the diamond and decide, okay, what's this VS versus this VS in, in terms of different diamonds. But with color diamonds, there is no color grade between intense and vivid. Or sorry, between fancy and vivid. Is that intense diamond closer to a fancy or closer to a vivid? That's where being in real person being there in person and looking at that diamond counts. Seen it, yeah. Same thing with the cut. The cut could have all the right dimensions, but does it have fire? Does it have brilliance? Does it speak to you in real person? I always use the analogy of, of dating online. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's great on paper. And then, or he's great on paper. And then you go and meet and you go, yeah, there oh, wasn't really anything there. It has a great personality. Yeah. <laughs> but what we see time and time again is someone might come in looking to go towards a specific diamond and then they get drawn to something else because it's all about getting drawn into the diamond because it does something. It's got, it's got a soul almost. It's got something happening in there that keeps bringing your attention. There is a reason diamonds are a girl's best friend. And I can tell you from, from personal experience of getting engaged mm -hmm. and, and all of my, my wife's friends and family who've gotten engaged, they are in love with those diamonds if they're beautiful and they're right. And I've never seen anyone who's bought a yellow diamond from Guildhall who didn't put it into a piece of jewelry and have it made with us, who wasn't just enthralled with it every single time. So if you're thinking of getting engaged, think about a colored diamond because everyone has white diamonds. Colored diamonds grab serious attention. And let's not make it a sense of this has sentimental value. Let's make it something that has value monetarily speaking and that will continue to grow over the next 
10, 20, 30, 40 years that when you do pass it down from generation to generation, it's not just, oh, my grandmother had a ring. It's my grandmother had a ring and she bought it for 20000 and it's worth over half a million now because of the generational hand down of that of that uh, that diamond. And think, hey, guys, there's no way she can say no. <laughs> if you're presenting her a diamond like that, she won't say uh, she won't say no. You know, <laughs> you know. Again, that that white diamond is so strong in in women's minds, and you just have to give credit to advertising agencies for the De Beers campaign. They think they want the white, and when they see the yellow, they go. And when that, it's not, it's not when they see it. Mm-hmm. Although they might, they will love it when they see it. But it's when their friends see it. And that that proportional value of all of their friends being jealous you of the that fact in. that you have the yellow, you it's going to be years before someone comes out and says, well, I have a bigger yellow. You're not going to question that investment. <laughs> uh, the website, guildhalldiamonds.com, uh, is where you can find out more information. You can also call one 877 silver And we're going to come back here in a moment and talk about a little article uh, that Jeremy uh, wants to discuss here regarding gold. And we'll do it next on The Real Money Show with Paul Wiseman and Jeremy Wiseman right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, one 877 silver That's one 877 8745837 the website guildhallwealth.com where they have launched their new e-store and uh, just a little reminder for every $5000 US that's US currency invested into an RRSP account you will receive 1 gram of gold uh, go to guildhallwealth.com and you can find out more details about that opportunity you can also uh, take a look at the precious metal advisor and the investor kit and uh, so far on this show, we've had an analogy um, connected to gold regarding the uh, the Titanic. And for diamonds, it was online dating. So let's see if we have any uh, more analogies, <laughs> Jeremy, uh, waiting for us. And this time, we're going to talk about something you found in an article uh, titled, Gold and Silver Will Be the Last Currency Standing. What's that all about? So it's... Uh Refreshing to see a pro-gold article coming out of CNBC. Um, This one is coming from a chief market analyst for the Lindsay Group, Peter Bokvar, or Bookvar. And I'll just give you a quote. He says, look at at gold as the anti-fiat currency, the one that can't be manipulated, debased, and conjured up electronically at one's whim. One has to actually dig it out of the ground. Thus, it is referred to as precious as there is a limited supply. While all the gold that has ever been mined still exists, you can fit all in two Olympic-sized swimming pools. This is a rare commodity. I'd rather refer to it as a currency, and rare is not something that can be said for world paper currency that has been con- that has been and continued to be printed in the trillions. Two pools, that's it. Two pools, that's it. Granted, they're Olympic-sized, but that doesn't <laughs> mean anything. So... What we're looking at is basically, we've said it already, the fact that uh, Bookmar is agreeing that with all this debasing of currency, how does one debase a currency? Well, you just print more of it. How do you debase liquor? You just pour water into it. You know, this this at the end of the day is is the undoing of the currency itself. We know that the U.S. dollar is worth less than it was 100 years ago. Um Canadian dollar is worth less than it was 10 years ago. If inflation is anywhere north of, let's call it 5%, that means every five years you're losing 25% of your purchasing power. And every 10 years you've lost, 
you've lost 50% of your purchasing power. Years ago, there used to be, before paper currencies, gold coins. There was hundreds and hundreds of different makes of gold coins from every country. And then they started what was called clipping. They used to shave a little bit of the gold off the coin because they were losing the value of the coin. Really? So when you buy an ounce of gold, which is an ounce of gold, there is no clipping, there's no trimming. You get that ounce of gold, and that's what you're buying. You buy silver. You know, when you buy gold from Guildhall, uh, silver is three nines, 99.9, and gold is four nines. It's pure, and that's what you're buying. Whether you're buying 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, gold, one-ounce, Kilo bars, whatever you need, it's pure, and you're getting the real thing. Jeremy? So I just want to quickly go on about this article because uh, it is going to be in the Precious Metal Advisor. If you're new to this market, you want to convince someone in the family that they should be involved in precious metals because they don't want to count on you to, to deliver that uh, that news, join the Precious Metal Advisor, subscribe to it, learn more about this market. Um, Bookbar goes on to uh, say... He's talking about the Bank of Japan going into negative rates, and he says the consequences are twofold. Central banks are beginning to lose control of the markets they are trying to influence, and negative interest rates are a growing cancer on the global economy because it is an outright tax on capital. Capital, It is killing the European and Japanese banking systems and greatly damaging the existence of insurance companies and the return prospects of pension funds and savers. According to Fitch, we now have $11.7 trillion worth of negative-yielding bonds. Wow. Why invest in bonds that are negative-yielding when you could have invested in gold and the price of gold's up 20%? How would your insurance dealer, uh, insurance uh, clients have liked that? You know, when it comes to insurance, you have to keep putting into it, and then you don't, you don't get the benefit unless something bad happens to you. As a saver, you have no recourse right now. You either keep your money in a currency that's devaluing or you own something like gold and silver. And then here's the problem. Most people will look at gold and silver and say, wait a minute, I have to pay six, 7% to buy it because I'm buying the actual physical commodity that's been refined into a bar that says it's 99.9% pure. No, I don't want to pay any fees for that. And yet we've missed these opportunities of the growth in the market. So what we're looking at here is confidence. Do you believe that the markets are going to are going to all of a sudden correct and the economic environment's going to improve or do you feel that printing money, going into debt, going into negative interest rates is going to wreak havoc or mayhem as Bookvar calls it on the economy. This is let this big let this first climb up in precious metals be a sign. Get involved in the market before we're trading at $50 silver and $3,000 gold. If we're talking confidence, uh, we're hearing it here from these two guys, Paul Wiseman, Jeremy Wiseman. And as Jeremy mentioned, that article, if you want to find it, it's in the Precious Metal Advisor, and that can be found on guildhallwealth.com. You can also call 1-877-8-SILVER. That's 1-877-874-5837. And you have all the information you need on investing in gold, silver, Precious metals, fancy color diamonds, TFSAs, RSPs, and other investments. And again, for every $5,000 US you put into an RSP account, you'll get one gram of gold. Go to guildhallwealth.com for more details about that opportunity. It's been The Real Money Show here on Talk Radio AM 640.